Hey everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex, or the A to Z of sex if you're in North America. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a psychologist, sex and intimacy coach, and a gender, sex, and relationship diversity therapist. And I am working my way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. I created this podcast to help you learn to express your desires, learn more about desires, spice up your relationships, and create those sizzling relationships that you have always wanted. I do this through solid science, real-life stories, and conversations with an exciting array of experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies that will help you choose the relationship style that works best for you and create exactly what you want and need. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and you can take advantage of the subscriber bonuses. And if you want to know more, head over to drlauribethbisbee.com and sign up for my email list so that you can find out exactly what is going on in my world from week to week. But for now, come join me and enter my world of sex and relationships. See you inside. You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is K, and K is for kissing. And joining (laughs) me to talk about kissing today is Dr. Kevin Boileau. He's Dean of Faculty at the Existential Psychoanalytic Institute and Society, Interim Chair at the Department of Psychology at the Global Center for Advanced Studies. He's a training analyst and practicing psychoanalyst a senior mediator, a lawyer, and a co-director at BCS Mediation and Game Theory Institute. He's a regular participant at EPIS Seminars, a trainer at the BCS Mediation Institute, and co-founder of the Nonviolent Life Design Firm. He co-hosts EPIS's weekly radio show and is a committed writer, having authored or co-authored over 35 books. His current research lies at the juncture of psychoanalysis, phenomenology, mathematics, logic, and design. He's also a director at Freedom for Animals, which is an international animal rights organization. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Dr. Bisbee, Laurie. I appreciate it very much. I'm really happy to be here. It's, uh, I'm on the other side of the microphone, so to speak, this time around. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping that you'll be gentle with me. I'll try. <laughs> so, yeah. so what I, how I wanted to do this is I've always thought that kissing is really underrated, um, considering it's how many cultures express affection and that deep kissing is often the first part of a sexual encounter, we really don't talk a lot about kissing. It gets missed when we're talking about sex and intimacy. So that's sort of where I wanted to start is what do you think kissing means in an intimate encounter? 
Well, uh, w- one thing for sure is it's um, it's a portal between two people mm-hmm. who are ontologically separate. They're two beings, two human beings, and and there's something that happens um, when when two people kiss. Uh, um, when it's the same as when well, it's not the same, but it, it's a it's an attempt to fuse or merge. I think with another person, which is a very potent. Um, encounter a very a very potent uh, experience so and and let me just kind of proceed on it it occurred to me I've done some research in um, uh, the sex industry from time to time um, because I think that's a really important area of study you know how sex workers have sex with people who pay for it Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly what goes on in Europe but in the United States a lot of a lot of people who purchase sex report that it doesn't feel like a very intimate experience. And, um, and then upon further inquiry, we find out that a lot of sex workers just simply do not like to kiss on the mouth the people that are paying them for sex. Isn't that interesting? I find that really interesting. So, so in some ways, it makes it almost the most intimate part of sex then because it's the, it's the bit that's being withheld. Which, which actually accords with my informal research amongst people and talking with people about um, not just sex work, but also casual sex versus um, sex in a committed relationship versus um, sex with a friend. And when are there times where kissing is not involved? And the answers that came back were that in, in very casual encounters, sometimes mouth kissing is left out completely, which I found absolutely fascinating. Um, And everything starts with the hands. And if the mouth is used, the mouth is used on um, other parts of the body and on the genitals, but not, not to kiss. Well, yeah, look at it like this. Um, In, in, uh, uh, in a lot of the couples work I've done or marriage counseling that I've done. uh, If you, if you ask for self reports, Marriages that are in trouble often are accompanied by a lack of touch and a lack of kissing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something very intimate about touching your partner on the shoulder or on the arm, uh, even in a non-sexual way throughout the day if you can. Um, but, but certainly during a you know, genital copulation, a lack of kissing uh, in my work is a sure sign that that there's a lack of intimacy or, or a distancing. You could put it in another way, a distancing between those two partners um, emotionally. I mean, so for, for me, that's fascinating. So what do we think it is that means that somebody is willing to fuck? They're willing to have oral sex. They're willing to put their genitals all over their partner's bodies, but they're not willing to kiss. Well, um, I have some thoughts about that. We can we can pursue this slowly. If if you think about um, at, at a deep level of existence, some sometimes people really enjoy merging, uh, even if it's for an hour or even twenty minutes with their partner or with somebody else. Uh, a psychological, phys- physical, sensuous fusion. It's it's kind of a respite from stress. It's a respite from a very stressful world. Uh, a violent world, and and people will work very hard to create that uh, psychological, ontological feeling of merging or fusion, uh, 
um, e even though that is very what I would call metastable or it's transitory. And and kissing, um, from my perspective, is a is a really important element of that merging. How could you possibly merge or fuse with somebody uh, if you're not kissing? Well, well, what the the answer to that question is this: Think about how intelligent your lips and your tongue are. Right? We we use the lips and the tongue to taste food before we eat it. Um, sometimes we'll, as part of our olfactory sense, we might, um, stick our, you know, open our mouth and stick our tongue into the air a little bit, um, just to feel the air, to test the air, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the lips and the tongue are also a part of, of our language. Yeah. And, and language, um, is a very crucial element in being a human being. If we don't have language, we don't really get by very well in the world. You know, for example, if you think of, a, of an autistic person who has a much greater struggle at, at uh, linguistically articulating thoughts and feelings and, and perceptions and judgments. So there's something that the, the tongue and, and the lips and the mouth in general not only are a portal, but they occupy a super important function in, I think, the basic elements of being a human being. Well, yeah. Okay. So I would say that they're super important in communication and there's no communicate, no easy communication without using the whole of our mouths. So um, in that way, you could be looking also at the kisses as, as a means of communication. But also while you were talking, I was thinking about where do we first learn about kissing? And although we're not learning erotic kissing, uh, parents kiss their children and m many children learn at least in Western cultures, that a kiss from a parent can heal all wounds. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, 18-month-old falls over and scrapes their knee, and mom or dad comes up and says, ooh, let me kiss it better. Um, and for parents, there's nothing like getting a kiss from your child. You know, it's the most wonderful feeling uh, and the most wonderful expression of love. So I wonder if, if that's sort of setting kissing up as being more intimate from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. A very deep form of, um, I think it's all tied to um, not only not only the kissing and the, the intimacy between a mother and an infant, but also this is where food is taken. Indeed. It's in the mouth. So we're looking at, you know, one of the most basic um, functions of human life is to eat, is to take in. And in fact, in erotic kissing, um, can't we be taking in? So if, if um, uh, if you're kissing a, a part of another person's body, um, you know, with great uh, sensuousness and, and hunger and thirst, um, you're taking that person's body in uh, to your own mouth with as nourishment. It seems to me there's a nourishing element in that. But it, but as two adults, then it would be it would be very sensuous and very erotic. Uh, it seems to me. Um, one thing that's very interesting as well is um, when you kiss another person, that's very different than trying to kiss yourself. You can't really kiss yourself on the lips. True. I mean, I mean, I can, I can adjust my upper lip and my lower lip uh, and my tongue in such a way that I can, I can move them. But, but I don't, it, I don't really feel like I'm occupying the position 
of the subject and the object in that act. I, it's just like I'm in some kind of self-loop when I do that. So the reason I'm saying that is because it, 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 it's a sign or it alerts us to this uh, wonderful um, participation of life that we can, can um, uh, um, engage in with another person. The, the kiss isn't the kiss um, even beyond eros, even beyond the erotic, isn't it? Isn't it at the deepest possible existential level a way out of isolation, a way out of alienation, a way out of our aloneness to participate with another person in such a way, skin to skin, the, the lips being an active agent, the tongue being an active agent, and uh, you know, kissing the body or the lips of another person. Um, maybe the other person is passively receiving those, that kissing. Maybe that other person is actively and reciprocally responding. But it's, it can be an entire dance. Yes, it can be an entire dance. That's, I'm glad that you said that. Um, you know, I, I suppose there, there's, there, well, let's think about it simply, that there are levels of sophistication. Of, I, I, of would, I would agree with that. We are um, literally two minutes from break. Um, one minute from break, actually, I'm told. So um, I just want to remind people that you can ring in with your questions and you can email in with your questions. And I'm always happy to answer any questions. We will do our best to answer any question on kissing or any other topic on sex and relationships. So please do ring in and we'll see you back for the second segment where we'll start with the dance of kissing. Um, in just a couple of minutes after we have a word from our sponsors. Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to moves and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? 
It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the second segment of the A to Z of sex. Today, we're doing K is for kissing, and we are joined by Dr. Kevin Boileau. And before the break, we were talking about kissing as a dance. So tell me your thoughts about that, because for me, it definitely can be um, part of an extended dance of um, sensuality and um, sexual interaction. Well, absolutely. The first couple of things that come to mind are that it's very much in the aesthetic realm, the realm of enjoyment, um, the realm of beauty. Mm -hmm. There's a... Uh, and I'm and I was thinking, and I'm I'm answering your question. I'm taking the long route here. That's fine. If if you think about the aesthetic element in life versus, say, a purely functional element or a productive function, um, it's my belief. Hang on one moment. I'm, just hang on one second. It's my, it's my belief that uh, in a in a structured capitalist culture, which we have right now, there's such an over-reliance on productivity, efficiency, function, a certain kind of operational thinking, operational knowing. And the dance of kissing, um, I think, is a moment of liberation. It's a moment of freedom. Uh, it's very sensuous. It's very aesthetic. It guides behavior. If you think about um, two two young people meeting each other in high school or college, and they're not sexually experienced. They're getting to know each other. Um, the way they kiss each other guides each other. It's it's a very loud communication. So, for example, um, uh, the girl might, in her tender and coy, um, might even uh, maybe even her ashamed kiss, might be telling this young man. Uh, to beware, to be careful. There's a lot going on here, maybe to go slow or slower. On the other hand, um, the dance can become feverish, you know, where, where their bodies are lubricated and erect um, and ready for, ready for um, penetration or all, all sorts of forms of communication. So the, uh, and, and the other piece of this that I, I can't, um, stress enough is that look at where you know physiologically the lips are and the mouth is you know we're talking about really close to the eyes really close to the heart close to the brain so we're talking about this physical center of agency right where you know this is really the seat of it um, although young men like to see that the seat of their agency is in their pants it's actually in their brain, their heart, and their mouth. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, because because the mouth is is the cent is one of the centers of communication. That makes complete sense. Um, and and I think about also experimentation, um, and this you know transcends um, um, gender and sexuality. So same sex couples experience the same sorts of of patterns when it comes to initial exploration. Um, and most sexual relationships start with a kiss. Right. If, 
it'd be, it's really hard to imagine this dance uh, between two eroticized bodies, you know, between two, two pieces of flesh with eyes without thinking about kissing. How could but then, you, yeah. but then, but then it's interesting because then there are, there are, there, are, as you said earlier, so in sex work, sex, sex workers rarely kiss their clients. Um, but also, um, if you look at um, casual sex, frequently the kiss is either left out entirely or it's something that happens really quickly and is glossed over, is moved through, like almost as though the person is, is not wanting to share that much of their full self. And somehow, if, if, you, if you engage in deep kissing with somebody, you're sharing more. Again, then, then if you're if you're penetrating each other's genitals, which for me is is still really fascinating intellectually, I understand what you're saying, but on an emotional level, it makes no sense to me. Right? Well, let's look, yeah, let's look at it. Let's, let's delve a little bit more deeply. You know, some as as a, as it were, high end uh, sex workers will will give an experience, a girlfriend experience, it's called, yeah, or a mistress experience. And, and, and in those, those encounters, there, there is kissing, and it's all part of a role that's being played. And, and, and you have to ask yourself, you know, t- to what degree of alienation is there or a self-deception, or maybe it's actually real in those moments, even if there, there are two people playing, playing roles. Um, on, on the other side of things, um, lots of, of married folk uh, have come to my office for consultation and invariably, we end up talking about sex. Um, it's, and, and it can be like they're almost on autopilot that, that a woman is kissing her husband um, or, you know, vice versa or whatever. It depends on whatever the genders are. But that you're kissing your marital partner um, before, during, and maybe, maybe after sex. But but there's a lack of presencing in that. It's it's almost like on autopilot, and I I've seen that too. So I wouldn't want to mislead our listeners to think that kissing is is um, necessarily intimate. I mean, it certainly can be. Um, and then I suppose you can you you can um, uh, I I can imagine a critique, uh, an outside critique that, that would say, well, look, lots of great sex is non um, non genital. Um, you know, the genital sex is primarily um, felt from phallocentric culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all sorts of great sex that is um, certainly in the BDSM world. Um, you can have great sex without without any kind of genital copulation at all. Um, so we want to be careful that, uh, or we want to be vigilant that to know that there are many different paradigms, many different worldviews in sexual expression sexual experience, these things don't just go one way. Um, however, I would still maintain um, that, that there's, there is a, is a real importance uh, in, in kissing. There's something really, um, uh, I want to say special, valuable. There, there's something um, uh, really existentially important about putting your lips uh, on another person's body, that's one thing. There's something important about using your lips to say something. There's something important about kissing another person's lips when they kiss you back. Um, 
it can be, I believe, one of the most beautiful, exciting uh, behaviors of all, whether or not anything else is occurring. Uh, wouldn't you agree? I would agree with that. And um, we're, uh, we're about three minutes from break. Um, so, again, if you've got any questions, any comments, please phone in or do um, email me. And we will be happy to address them. Um, I think that what I'd like to talk about in the next segment is um, kind of bring in the divine and the sacred a little bit um, and, and deepen this idea of the intimacy that comes with kissing and why kissing seems to be a special category. Because in my reading about kissing and looking at where kissing comes from, um, it, it seems to be a category all of its own. And uh, there's a, a, a depth that is there that isn't described when you're talking about genital to genital sex. Yeah, uh, we have another minute? Yeah, we do. Okay, I'm, I'm just thinking about a couple things that we can, we can consider. Um, holding hands with a person you like is a very intimate act whether it's a friend, a lover, a parent, a child, there's an intimacy like that, um, Dr. Bisbee, that, I, that is very parallel, I think, to kissing another person. That's one thing. Something else that occurs to me is that there's a kind of kissing that is very imaginative. People close their eyes, mm-hmm. especially young, young women. I've seen do this. Uh, there's, a, there's an eye closing, and, and so there's an imagination um, on the other hand, there's a kind of kissing that involves looking into another person's eyes. So, so there are accompaniments in this, in this potentially intimate act that I'd also like to explore um, as a part of the sacred and as a part of the divine uh, when we come back from break. That sounds great. So we will be back in just a short while after we hear from our sponsors Please don't forget, you can call in and you can email in too, ready to answer any questions on sex and relationships. We haven't had any this week, so do send one in. See you soon. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter, all on thesexylifestyle.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. What is your level of sexual expertise? Want to find something new? Listen for Sisters of Sexuality every week on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. There's no judgment here, and every topic is safe and sex positive. 
so we'll explore them together. It's time to push your sexual boundaries and try some new experiences with your hosts, Taylor Sparks, Parrish Michelle Blair, and Jet Setting Jasmine, with Marla Renee Stewart and Tiffany Janae. You won't want to miss a single show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, welcome back to part three. K is for kissing. When we left, we were speaking about kissing as divine. So let's start there. Um, Kevin, you were talking about um, hand holding as well as being very intimate. Yes, I've got something really interesting to say on this. Um, I'm thinking about. Um, tantric relationships Mm -hmm. Uh, and um, uh, I've been a part of these I've uh, uh, I've consulted with people who have these sorts of relationships Um, you know whether they're committed partners or married partners or or something different and and you know in a simple way uh, of saying it these are relationships about intimacy Mm-hmm. Um, and and I have I have some comments about that. I th- I think there's a let's just think about um, the reciprocity of two tongues and sets of lips meeting each other, um, where you know one person can be the active kisser, the other person can be kissed. And if you read a lot of old romance novels, you'll see that it's frequently a, a male who actively kisses the female. Um, in more modern uh, literature, you see the kissing occurring on both sides. So both people can play the active or passive role. Um, in, in Tantra, um, the phenomenology is more, can be more of a mutual kissing or mm-hmm. by, de- by design, one person can be the completely passive person. And, and I want to tell you, it's an amazing experience when, because people don't uh, do this in our culture. Everybody's so on guard. Yes. And, and so think about an experience between two people. They're in a, a loving, tantric, um, ongoing relationship. One person, you know, says to his or her partner, I want you to just lie there. And for this hour, and you don't do anything, you just relax. And then, so the active person ends up touching, you know, the passive person's body, and invariably a lot of that uh, is kissing. And it is an amazing experience to be kissed when you've allowed yourself such grand, profound vulnerability. That's one thing. On the other side of things, to be the kisser, to be the active agent, uh, giving that love, giving that pleasure, that nurturance uh, is an amazing generosity because you're asking nothing in return. 
so that's one thing. That by design, there can be an intentional, well, yeah. And that's really cool. There's, um, I mean, for people who don't know, if you go and look at the Kama Sutras, there's actually an entire chapter on kissing that delineates all sorts of different types of kisses and different ways that you might kiss. And um, what Kevin's just described is one of the ways. So the person who's receiving is just completely in the receiving mode. I never like the word passive because it implies not engaged. Um, and, and they are engaged. You're present, completely present. You're just not acting. Right. And that, that can be um, mutual. It can be reciprocal. It can be intentional. Mm-hmm. It can be agreed upon by consenting adults. Uh, and, and I frankly advise all couples to do this sort of an exercise uh, as an exercise of love and freedom. Um, number two, this is another point on this approaching the divine. Um, there is a Dionysian element uh, in a very passionate mutual kissing where both parties are um, at some point active agents. Mm-hmm. And there can be such an arousal, such a hot flesh between two people, such an overwhelming desire that's accompanied by feelings of empathy and desire and warmth uh, between the two um, that, that you can lose your sense of self. You can lose your sense of um, personal identity and you can, you can approach what I call a transcendental position or a transcendence of the self as you access the divine um, in, in some literature. Accessing, accessing the divine um, is, I believe, is a way of freeing yourself from being alienated, uh, freeing yourself from being separate from another person or separate from yourself or separate from the rest of the world. Um, that divinity involves uh, participating. It involves letting yourself go, um, uh, letting yourself um, be a part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. And and so so that it does involve an intense hot flesh that is aching with desire, and it involves a mutual surrender. Uh, to the reciprocal project of heating up flesh and heating up flesh with the goal towards um, orgasm, either one or the other or both, Uh, sometimes ejaculation, sometimes not, depending upon uh, your choice. Uh, But there is a, it's, it's an agreement. So let's go back to something more virginal. Um, there is a moment that all uh, young men I've spoken to um, enjoy, teenagers, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, early 20s. When you're out on a date with, with that girl, you're just absolutely crazy about. Um, I can't speak for, for, for a woman because I'm not a woman. I can imagine. But I can tell you from what I hear um, and then I'll tell you what I hear from young ladies in my practice, that there is a testing of mouth-to-mouth and lips-to-lips. It's an exciting exploration. It's a dance, as you aptly pointed out. There comes a moment where the young man realizes 
this young lady is ready to take it further, is ready to be sexual. Okay. And, and, and so her mouth is opening, her kisses are more fervent, her lips are parted, her tongue is, is a hot ember, um, you know, oozing honey. And, and this, this young man, there's, there's this moment of, of awareness. And, and I, I suspect that, that women, young ladies actually experience this too. Or, or people of any age, you're out on a date, maybe it's the third date, the fifth date, the tenth date, whatever, and you realize this, this you've become flesh. In well, the southern, yes. I mean, I, I mean, so if I look at this from, if I come from perspective of um, first the physiology, we use almost all of our senses kissing. Um, and, and we may not be aware of it, but we certainly use the sense, our sense of smell. And as you pointed out, we're close to the eyes as well. Taste. So there's that. From um, Helen Fisher, who's an anthropologist from Rutgers, believed that the reason kissing evolved was encouraging the three essential needs. And she stated that they were lust, attraction, and attachment. And said that our libido will drive us to find sexual partners. Romantic love dr- drives us to commit to a relationship or multiple relationships. And attachment is what keeps us together in the long haul. And that kissing is one way into all of that. So if you take it back to your virginal kids, they're at the very beginning of that process. Yes. And, and, and I want to just add another point here. There's a Latin expression. In, in English, it translates as eyes are the leaders in love. And the, the Latin is oculi sunt in amore duces, that our eyes lead us into love. And it occurs to me that because the eyes are so close to the lips, that the lips necessarily must be a part of this dance into love or eros, um, the movement in and out of lust that flows into erotic sexual love. And there are people, I want to just mention something really interesting to our, your listeners, and that is there are some um, uh, types of alternative sexual practices. Uh, one of them, for example, people meet and they never get to see each other, and it's done by design. They'll meet in the dark. And there are two people, and the, the purpose is, is um, eros, the purpose is sexuality. And they'll actually have a sexual experience of some kind that, that involves, can involve kissing. But they never see each other. So they're, they complete, see, they're completely anonymous. In well, that. it's really interesting, uh, Dr. Bisbee, because um, there, there is a profound level of intimacy in that. If you think about the eyes as the specular agent or the 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 most common way of understanding the world in the Western world, in the Western enlightenment, we see a world, right? We see a world we, and that makes us desire something, knowledge, flesh, money, whatever. Uh, but kissing, uh, kissing we don't see with the eyes necessarily. Right. And be accompanied by that. But the point is that kissing can be like listening. Um, I think a much more intimate closer, more vulnerable um, behavior than, than even, even eyes leading us into love. Can I've, 
so I would agree with that, um, and I, particularly as somebody who is not primarily visual. Um, we're about two minutes from break. Um, in the last segment, I want to talk about some of the physiological changes that happen when we kiss and add that into the mix as to how we see this activity. Um, and I will start by looking at um, just how deep these changes go so people don't necessarily pay attention to the fact that we are, in fact, exchanging when we kiss. And we did talk about this earlier. Um, we are exchanging bits of ourselves when we kiss. So we'll cover that in the last segment. Again, if you've got any questions or comments, phone in or send us some email. We're happy to address anything that comes up. Um, and we look forward to the final segment with you on kissing. See you soon. Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, The Radio Show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at DrLoriBethBisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Welcome back to the final segment of the A to Z of Sex. And this week, it's K is for Kissing, and I am with Dr. Kevin Boileau. Um, Before the break, I said we were going to talk a bit about, in this last segment, some of the physiological changes that happen when we kiss. So we start out by saying that kissing causes the release of oxytocin. And for those of you who aren't aware, that's a bonding hormone, and it promotes trust and attachment and bonding. So... That hormone increases intimacy as well as passion. And passionate kissing gets your libido started by raising your blood pressure and your heart rate as well. If you are kissing a man, open mouth, you're getting testosterone transferred, which means your libido will also increase. Well, this is true. These exchanges are true. Uh, that is a materialist reductionism. 
Yes. Uh, and that, and and there are other elements: interpretive, hermeneutic elements, uh, con- context, the way we're um, our cognitive, emotional experiences, and it does interrelate with with the hormonal exchange, uh, to be sure. So, so I would I would always caution um, a fifteen year old to be really careful when you're kissing that boy in the back seat. Um, you know, make sure that you know what you want the conclusion to be before you get in the back seat. Uh, when you mentioned the word exchanging, I'd like to touch on, uh, say, the penumbra or the shadow side of um, the physical and the hormonal. And, and in, in exchange, we're really giving something and, and we're taking something back in, right? Isn't that what exchange is? You give mm-hmm. and you get. And, and this is, I think, super important for, for intimacy and also super important for, for an intense uh, sexual experience where uh, people might even have an orgasm simultaneously um, while kissing, while looking at each other in the eye. Um, if you look at the way our culture is designed, our culture is designed in a very competitive uh, and, and violent way where we're defensive and that's why we have really strong, highly detailed legal systems. And so um, we tend to see each other, we tend to see other people, excuse me, as objects, and even benignly. I'm a subject, I'm on my own little narcissistic plan of life, my, living my hodological map, doing the things I do, my own little algorithm in life. And then I, I, I see things that I like and I go after them. And one of them could be people. And that could be in the sexual realm. So um, this is really important because we see a lot of, of abuse and, and uh, um, unethical or even criminal acts when we uh, neglect or abuse another person um, by, by treating them as an object and only as an object. Um, in kissing, though, like really kissing when two people are working out a kiss together. There's such an exchange where there's this very complex dance of subject, object, subject, object, um, giving, seeing each other for a subject as well as an object, you know, and that is allowing yourself to be passive, allowing yourself to be active at the same time. So this is going back and forth. It's reciprocal. Um, I like to think of the word isomorphism, Isomorphism. You need to define it. <laughs> yes, isomorphism. Um, the, having a similar shape. It's like the mathematics mm-hmm. of topology. So, in other words, what I'm doing with my mouth um, in a sensuous act of kissing very much is aligned with what the rest of my flesh and the rest of my body and my mind are doing. It's a sign, right? It's a piece of it. So it's a manifestation of, of, a, of a whole, right? I'm a whole person. I'm kissing somebody, and that kiss is designed to represent or manifest my orientation and being towards that other person. So all I mean by isomorphism is that the kiss itself becomes the whole of who I am, right? It's telling everything that I intend, everything that I feel, everything that I want. And, and that, Okay, so you're communicating everything in that kiss. You're communicating everything in that kiss, and I think sometimes um, – even often, we can't do that with words. The, uh, okay, so no, I would agree with that. Um, I had a relationship where, for a variety of reasons, there was never a place to be to have um, full sex. 
Um, and um, neither of us wanted a quickie in a bathroom or something like that. So our entire relationship for eight months was only kissing. The sexual aspect of our relationship that we shared together in person was only kissing. Uh, and I'd never had that in a relationship before. It was amazing to focus on just this one act. And it was only mouth-to-mouth kissing or mouth-to-neck, only the areas you could do in public and get away with. So, so the panties never were, were dropped on the floor? Never. never. Um, I, I mean, often the panties weren't worn, but they were never dropped on the floor. He never was able to touch me. Because the, the environments that we were in wouldn't allow for that. We could get away with deep kissing, but we couldn't get away with much other than a, you know, a glancing touch. Well, this sounds like the U.S. prison system. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm hearing. But I want to tell you, there's, there's something very exquisite in the restraint, right? Yes. Wanting, wanting to, to go further, wanting to touch the rest of the flesh you know, cup the hand between the woman's legs or the woman to grab the man's stallion with, with both of her hands, you know, and experience its, its strength and rigidity. But, but when that doesn't happen and it's confined to the kiss, my, my sense is, is that those, those gestures are contained within the kiss. Well, I mean, it was pretty amazing. Um, it, it certainly was uh, deeper than I ever expected. And the relationship and the intimacy built in a different way than I'd experienced where um, the move towards more full sexuality was available. Right. So it was more, it was like tongue fucking or, kind of, yeah. or, to, or, or tongue, tongue lovemaking or something like that. But this is the very point I'm trying to make is that uh, there, there is um, an ontological hole in my body. I'm, I'm one being. Right. So and what that means is, what if I if I do something with my toe, my hand, my mouth? Um, this is my one being that I'm that I'm giving exactly. to that other person. That's right. Well, that's what you were saying. So this was actually a playing out of this. You know, I mean, all of our all of our fucking was done done with our mouths and our tongues, and and um, it, and and it didn't it did not take away from when we finally did manage to have privacy um, from what we did then. Um, but it was it was an amazing experience, and I would encourage anyone who has the option to spend some time where all you do with your lover is focus on the kiss this and agree that. Yes, this is exactly my point. When I go back to a, a kind of a tantric-oriented relationship where you, by design, yeah. one person can receive the love of the other and nothing else is done, and in fact... And in fact, I want to lay this out for for your listeners here. Um, We've got three minutes. You can be, you can take sexuality step by step and enjoy each base, each phase that you get to. Kissing being one, uh, maybe for two hours, uh, a man might enjoy a woman's breasts and nothing else, Um, or or a woman might enjoy touching a man's buttocks, but nothing else. But you get the point, and that is to fully appreciate. Um, each part, rather than going right, right to the the genital copulation. My only question is, Doctor Bisbee, was there any kind of ejaculation with this tongue lovemaking? Um, yeah, yeah, there was on both sides. There was on both sides. So there uh, was there was a reciprocity or a reciprocal ejaculation. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. I mean, we both came doing this, um, which was always interesting in terms of how you contain messes. But that's another story for another day. Um, We are two minutes from the close. I want to thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Kevin Boileau. This has been a lot of fun. Yes, thank you very much, Dr. Bisbee. Um, I'm happy to be on your show anytime. Uh, This is just absolutely pleasant for me. And I wish you uh, a wonderful day. I have to run to uh, see a patient. And thank you very much for having me on your show. My pleasure. Enjoyed having you. And guys, thank you so much for listening this week. Um, We'll be back next week where L will be for LGBTQ. And um, if you've got any questions or comments, you can get them in before the show. And I will happily answer them on the show. You can call in or write in during the show. And of course, you can write in with questions or comments on any of the previous shows, and I'll be happy to take them. Um, I'm really looking forward to enjoying next week with y'all. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful, hot, and sexy week. Take some time. Spend some time. If you're partnered, kissing your lover And let me know how you experience it if you spend a couple of hours just kissing. That's it from me this week. Look forward to seeing you next week on the A to Z of Sex. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. See you next week. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. 
Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex or the A to Z of sex if you're in North America. If you enjoyed the show, please do leave a review wherever it was you listened to it, but especially head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Reviews really help the show get out there. If you want to support my work, you can support it through my Patreon page. That's Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Patreon.com. You can also head over to DrLoriBethBisbee.com and subscribe to my free mailing list, which will keep you updated as to the activities I am getting up to and any special appearances. For people who subscribe to the Patreon, there are special broadcasts, merch, um, and the opportunity to get discounted tickets to a lot of the events that I do. Knowledge gives you power. The more you know, the better your relationships, the better your satisfaction and joy. If you've got suggestions for the show, comments or questions, do email at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com and I will try and incorporate them. Have a wonderful week filled with loads of joy. <laughs>